Okay, Dennis, as you know, we're on a little later than normal to record because I had a uh, emergency road trip. So in the spirit of road tripping in an EV, let's discuss road tripping in an EV. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Is it doable? Should you do it? Who does it best? How do you do it? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I, Would you road trip in an EV? I didn't come prepared for this. Um. Well... I'm in a very, uh, I, I believe, a very outlier, outlied group of people who decide to um, cross-country the entire United States within two weeks. And as rapidly. such, yeah, very rapidly. And as such, drive about, you know, 800 to 1,000 miles a day at times. It's funny, me and you basically cover both ends of the road tripping spectrum. Because I don't think you're alone there. Yeah. I, th I think there's a spectrum of types of ways to road trip. Mm -hmm, of course. You take your time, yeah. or you have a mission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, in your situation, t going real fast, yeah. you know, just, just speed running the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Skipping all the Would all the you road trip in an EV? Um, not in my current two weeks scenario. Uh, I don't believe that it would be without me making modifications to the way I do things. I don't think mm -hmm. it will be really possible until we get to like 15 minute charges because everyone likes to say like you go on road trips uh, you know, 30, 45 minute charge times are, you know, acceptable because when you're on a road trip, people tend to really like stretch their legs and take time with their eating once again. Or just, you know, stopping for uh, events right, or locations. Right. Once again, I'm speed running the United States. We don't take half an hour. We go to we go to a gas station. There's a McDonald's. We scarf it down. We go. Um, so 30 minutes, 45 minutes would still be. A little bit of a hassle in my situation. However, I feel like most people tend to take their time with uh, <laughs> road tripping. So I think it's definitely doable uh, without, I feel, without having to really change the way you do things too much. Um, if you go on Tussle's website, they, they have a very nice little map feature where it's like, I want to start here and I want to end up there and they'll pre-planned the entire uh, road trip for you uh, with all the applicable charges that you have to stop by. You're probably not going to be going in the middle of uh, forests. That's, I guess, the biggest drawback. I don't really know how many people are actually, you know, going mad off-roading and going into uncharted territories in the middle of Alaska. Yeah, I wouldn't do that in a Rivian or, you know, Hummer EV or any other thing. I would use a you know jeep wrangler with like 50 different spare canisters of gasoline but that's mm. like you know uh, a much that, that i feel like that's also an exception to what the normal person does when they road trip and yeah we it's always hard talking about subjects that have such a wide range of usage like this mm -hmm. like we talk about owning an ev owning an ev varies drastically depending on where you work where you live whether you live in a house or an apartment Mm -hmm. This is another thing that will definitely vary based off of how you road trip. Mm -hmm. 
But I think the average person's not taking two weeks to go back and forth throughout <laughs> the entire United States. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I don't think the average person's going uh, 500 miles off-road in, in mountains in Alaska. I mean, certainly there there's cases. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that's the average. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I would, I mean, maybe people are living much more adventurous lives than I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I feel like that's, you know, uh, off, not, not the average person going on a road trip. Uh, just, just a point I would like to discuss. Mm-hmm. When new EVs come out and everyone compares their ranges something they'll always do is say how long it takes that car with that range at that uh, charging rate to drive from let's say New York to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and when you put it like that it makes a big difference something like a I don't know a Nissan Leaf versus a Tesla Mm -hmm. is probably going to add a full 24 hours to your trip using one of those calculators probably Especially with its like fifty kilowatt charge rate, but but there's always one thing left out mm-hmm. on those uh, 36, 48 hour road trips, mm-hmm. those charts, and that's the fact that no one's actually driving for forty eight hours straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Overnight, if you go to a hotel that has a destination charger or an EV charger, you're waking up the morning with a full tank, just like you would in your house. Mm-hmm. So there's some subtraction there. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just a pet peeve of mine. Looking at all everyone compare those charts. That's just yeah, slightly related pet peeve. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, y- you know, you just you just said you have to find hotels with chargers in them. Obviously, we're not mm-hmm. in a state in the world where chargers are the most readily available. I mean, obviously, if you're in a big metropolitan areas, you're going to have a much easier time to find chargers so you know if you're traveling to i don't know dallas seattle los angeles chicago you're gonna have much a much easier time to find uh chargers than if you're going to i don't know some city that i don't even know the name of if you're in the middle of somewhere in wyoming that's not cheyenne which is the capital like any other city uh you're obviously gonna have to make adjustments to you know accommodations or maybe you're gonna have to start uh, you, you, you're probably gonna have to maybe take a pit stop a little earlier or later than you want because the next charger won't be for X amount of miles or so you need to charge up now, but it definitely adds a variable. Yeah. It's not as easy as just knowing that there's going to be a gas station nearby. Yeah. Um, but by no means is it impossible like at all. I, I don't think so. If you go on, uh, what's our favorite, what's our favorite, uh, a charging station website you just go there and just explore the country you're gonna you know you might be surprised to see how many charges that there are in the world uh, in the country um so it's it's definitely doable and it's become it's gonna become much more doable as uh time uh time goes on i think that ironically the the the, the biggest possible problem is that um not finding the chargers, but maybe finding an open charger. Depending mm-hmm. on how many people with EVs want to take a cross-country road trip or just any sort of day trip, you might come to a situation where, you know, the turnpike rest area might only have three chargers and they're all being used. And in that case, that's really going to put a damper on, on, on your travel plans because now everything has to be 
uh, adjusted accordingly because now you're kind of stuck here waiting for someone to, to leave. So, um, you know, uh, definitely if EV adoption goes faster than charging infrastructure increases, then that's definitely going to be might even be a bigger issue. But do we even need to change anything? I mean, if you look at some of these higher range EVs, like let's say Model S, mm -hmm. 500 mile range, you're going to have a hard time driving 500 miles on a road trip in a single day without stopping. Yeah. That's basically the day's drive. There's no reason for there to be a, a 2,000 mile range EV unless we didn't have infrastructure at all. Because who's going to drive 2,000 miles without stopping? Yeah, but we're nearing the point where you can do a full day's drive without even having to go out of the way at all and then just making your destination choice something that has a charger true but you know sometimes things matter i mean sometimes things uh change you know maybe the the dude didn't uh he forgot to charge his car in the morning so now he's leaving his his house with 200 miles so he does need that turnpike charge uh charge point or whatever so uh well, what do you think we need more chargers or more range if we had every car have 500 miles as the standard well uh, would our current infrastructure layout be enough uh, let's assume that it increases at an equal pace to evs sold in the future so if we double ev sales by 2025 we double infrastructure because of course you do have the issue of chargers being overrun um well I haven't really seen, uh, well, first of all, uh, 500 miles, I think we, we've already discussed this. I mean, that's like basically the, the, the upper limit for basically any gasoline car. So mm -hmm. we, we can be safe for 400, 500 mile ranged uh, EVs. And if there's as many chargers as there are gas stations, then it's going to be no problem. So I feel like but do we need as many chargers well, as there are gas stations? Um, well, I mean, it depends. Uh, from a psychological standpoint, I feel like a lot of people don't see chargers, so they are hesitant on going with EVs. So maybe more more chargers in 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 um, places, more visible areas, will will help with that anxiety. Um, to go with, do we need more in general? Uh, I think it depends depends on the area i mean california is is you know the leader in ev adoption in the united states and every single christmas and every single thanksgiving and basically every single fourth of july we always have the same videos come uh every year from their packed superchargers so if we are envisioning you know a nationwide EV density that will be similar to you know what's found in California, then we probably do need to have um, uh, more chargers coming about. Yeah, but I I could argue that those videos have the average car going maybe three hundred miles of range there. I'd say that's what the average Tesla does when you consider standard range, long range, and used vehicles. Mm -hmm. Around three hundred miles would be a safe safe bet. I think if we increase 200 miles to the range of the cars, there'll be a lot less people needing that charge, and that line would drastically get cut. I think that charge time is more important than increasing the charge, the the, the range. 
um, because I mean, obviously the, the biggest issue right now is that if you're on 10, 20%, you're going to be stuck in the, in the charger for 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 50 minutes. I don't know, depending on the EV, if you're in the Chevy bolt, the new one with 50, 50 kilowatt charge rate, you're going to be there for, for like an hour and a half. Yeah. But again, in, in, in a road trip situation, with a 500 mile range EV, when are you in that situation well, where you we can't, have we can't, 10% left? We can't forget that, you know, about 30 to 40% of people in the United States live in apartments. Yeah. So I'm sure eventually, you know, apartments will be decked out and having a charge, you know, more chargers in their parking garage and whatnot. But for the foreseeable future, I, I don't know how much uh, developers will be investing in, in installing. Uh, charges within within their uh, apartment complexes. So there's you know thirty to forty percent of the population is still a huge amount of cars that won't be able to start their day off at a hundred percent charge, and they will have to go out to these chargers, whether it you know in the middle of highways or the local mall or the Walmart or whatever you know there is a charger. So uh, as the uh, you know as EVs increase in, in sales, even if their ranges do go up there has to be an increase in, in infrastructure regardless. Yeah, but I, I mean, this is a whole separate topic, yeah. but apartment charging, apartments will be the last place to get 100% market share of electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. And by the time it does, we will see chargers in apartment buildings. You would hope. We hope. I, I don't think the percentage of people in apartments who own EVs is currently the same as the percentage of people in houses who own EVs. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. So, and that will only increase with apartment charging available. So while you can argue that, yes, it's an issue for people with with apartments, there's not that many people in apartments with EVs. Yeah, but still, I mean, if you go on the U.S. uh, US Department of Energy's map, I think their current count is like 40,000 chargers. In the mm-hmm. in the nation, and uh, you know Tesla, Tesla sold Tesla alone sold half a million cars. So uh, I yeah, but every time every time Tesla sells a car, for the most part, well, let's say eighty ninety percent of them, mm-hmm. they're also adding another charger to the map because that person's home now charges a car. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do we need I don't know. an equal amount of public chargers to gas stations? Or do we just need an equal amount of chargers in America? Personally, I feel like we need an equal amount of chargers to gas stations. And but I is that feel like more it's so going to happen is, mostly because, you know, the oil companies aren't just going to be like, well, okay, we had a good run. We're going to, we're just going to stop our business now. I mean, I feel like most of them will convert their gas stations or whatever to be but chargers. But is that more so for for necessity hmm. or just for EV adoption? Um, it's going to be for peace of mind for EV adoption. Okay. Yeah, cause, so uh, today, yeah. today yeah. what car are you taking on a road trip if you had to choose an EV? Or would you rather just not go on a road trip? <laughs> <laughs> well, personally, I'd rather not use an EV for a road trip at this current moment in time. I know that's very scandalous, very blasphemous. Um I'm going to get a run out of EV bite now. Uh, but if I had to choose uh, at this current to- point, I mean, I'd go with, you know, 
any any long range Tesla will do. There's enough superchargers I feel that that I can comfortably, um, you know, not have to really go out of my way. Uh, but you know that answer might change in a couple years because every single uh, charge network provider is looking to aggressively expand in the next few years. You know, ChargePoint, Electrify America, uh, EV Box, uh, who am I missing? Uh, EV Go. You know, there's going to be even more chargers uh, that uh, non-Tesla cars can can take very good use of. And you know, you can ask me, you can ask me again in a couple of years if I if I take a Tesla again, or maybe something more, maybe something different. I'm sure you'd go with a Tesla, right? Well, I mean, I just did a yeah, short that's road trip in a Tesla. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I- Again, there's a lot of scenarios to road trips. I mean, some of them are day trips and some of them are week-long trips. Mm-hmm. My car has, what, at 80% charge, less than 200 miles About. of range. I, I did, I, I left the house with, I think, 150 miles of range on an emergency road trip. Mm-hmm. I got to my destination, started heading back. This is about a 200-mile road trip-ish. Mm-hmm. The supercharger was on the same road I was already on. Mm-hmm. I charged for 15 minutes, went to the restroom, came back, and just just kept going. It added a total time of about 15 minutes to my trip. I, I think in a gas station, maybe I would have spent 10 minutes between the bathroom break. Yeah, but you also would have gotten snacks. That's the real thing I miss. You know, yeah, but now I saved money on snacks. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't. You didn't. But you didn't get the snacks. That's a part of a road trip. That's like, that's like rule number probably three of road trips. You got to get snacks. It's not a road trip. But think of the snacks. money you're saving by not going to a gas station and buying snacks. I think I think I can spend the five dollars. That's a lot of five dollars. <laughs> How many road trips do you think I'm going on? <sighs> yeah, but you showed me a picture. But was there only one charger left? Uh, at that one, there was none. That was there was a four stall. There was four cars there. Oh, so you had to wait. No, my car was in the picture. Oh, you got the last stall. I got the last stall. So you were dangerously close to not having a stall. Yes and no. Someone, I, I was alone by the time that my fifteen minutes were up. I was alone. Mm. Every, everyone left within my fifteen minutes. Yeah. So. Kind of. I mean, if I was going, if I was going, let's say, South Florida to New York, mm-hmm. there is a lot of time added between my car versus a, a new Model Current S for five hundred miles of range. I would have to charge once a day. Meanwhile, in a new Model S, I probably wouldn't have to charge at all. Only overnight at hotels. So it it does make a big difference. That that's maybe an hour a day. But, but I don't think comparing something like a a uh, Model Three at three hundred miles versus or three what does a Model Three do three fifty three forty versus something like uh, a Maki at two ninety a fifty mile range difference there I don't think is going to add too much time maybe what thirty minutes a day extra mm-hmm. fifteen minutes more realistically. So, so buying based off of range, based off of road trips, because, you know, everyone says, oh, I need more range. And then you say, well, you only 
live two miles away from where you work. Why do you need range? And they're like, oh, on the off chance I go on a road trip, mm-hmm. on the off chance I need it. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to justify buying a car for $10,000 more that has an extra 30 miles of range. It's not really realistic. That's like the same type of person who drives an extra five miles to save two pennies a gallon in gas. You spent more money in gas <laughs> getting there than you saved. Mm-hmm. You got you got to calculate the, the cost savings there. I I don't think for fifteen minutes a day, ten thousand dollars worth in range is is worth it. You look look at the Plaid Plus Model S. What are they charging? Thirty thousand dollars extra. Uh, twenty. 20 to 30 for for what 80 miles of range no 100 uh, 390 to 520 plus so 130 not, plus not re- from the not performance re- reasonable from, from not from reasonable the plaid. well what about oh yeah from the plaid but the long range will do more than the plaid 412 so if you were going straight off of range and you wanted the car that had the most yeah, range, but I the mean the plaid, but the plaid 50, plus 000. to the long range. I mean you're getting much okay. more performance. Even, you, even even the plaid to the plaid plus, you're still twenty five to thirty thousand dollars is a little r- ridiculous for just range. And that's hey man, that's ridiculous. And a couple seconds off your quarter mile, don't. Well, we don't know that fractions yet. of a second off your quarter mile, and <laughs> no, f- we don't know that yet. And fractions of fractions of a second off your uh, zero to sixty time. All we know, all we know is a zero to sixty time is one point nine seconds in the uh, plaid, and the plaid plus has less than one point nine seconds. <laughs> yeah, so you know you're, you're getting fractions of fractions of seconds, bro. As of now, really, you're just paying the range. Yeah, that's the most. With the new battery. Yeah, that's those. the most visible, appreciable thing. Um. Kind of related, and we already talked about it, but more to get your opinion. How do you, like, I'm seeing a trend with, especially the trucks, Rivian, and recently Canoe, with their electric truck. Their marketing material has people in the middle of forests. (laughs) And, Uh you know, Rivian, for instance, on their top-end model, is supposed to have about 400 miles, and... There, there was apparently, if I'm remembering correctly, a patent for like a big rechargeable battery to haul around as a, you know, something analogous to a gas container. Uh, but Canoe's electric truck, all said, all, all it said was uh, 200 plus miles of range, and and that thing is in the middle of the forest in every picture, and I'm just, do they think that's an actual possibility? Do these, do, do, does Rivian and Canoe and anyone else that shows their trucks in the middle of like the desert really believe that someone will, will take their non-refuelable car in the middle of nowhere off-road? Or is this just, or am I just nitpicking marketing uh, people? Well, I don't think there's too much of a difference between an EV and a gas car out in the middle of nowhere. It's not like you're going to find a gas station in the middle of a forest either. Yeah, but you can take gas with you. Yeah, but how much gas are you possibly taking with you? A couple gallons? You're going to buy yourself, what, 20 miles of more range on off-road? What are the big red canisters? Aren't they like 10 gallons? uh, Possibly, but even then, you're getting such poor poor efficiency off-range. You're probably only gaining like 50, 75 miles extra on 10 gallons. Nah, you strap like three of them to the side. But who does that? <laughs> well, clearly, that? Cl- I mean, clearly you, everyone does because every the- marketing material I see for for electric <laughs> SUVs and and pickup trucks, they're they're in the mid- they're climbing Mount Everest. 
I, I, yeah, but it's the same for the gas cars. If you look at the the Bronco, all their marketing stuff is in the middle of uh, the Grand Canyons. Yeah, but I'm saying, <laughs> but it's... they don't have gas tanks uh, strapped to their backs. So, 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 you, so you're just saying I'm I'm being nitpicky. I'm just trying to find. Yeah, a fight. I think so. I think so. I don't know, man. Just also, it got, it kind of it kind of just it kind of shows that there's no compromise. Just. Just show me. It's good marketing. Just show, just show me the car on the city street. I know you're not taking that into the middle of the Yellowstone Forest, bro. They might. Well, you're gonna be stuck there. You're gonna have to call a gasoline car to, <laughs> to tow you out. I think the point is to display that there's there's little compromise with an EV, and, and that's a fair statement. Um, I don't know. Especially when trying to sell EVs in a market where everyone thinks it's either a yes or no option for them. I don't know. At least, at least. At least Rivian, a couple months ago, announced that you know their chargers, they're going to be building chargers like, not in all, not in the middle of the forest, but like <laughs> in the parks and like not on strictly like highways and busy streets, but like off the beaten path a little bit. So I give them a little bit of a, you know, a pass with like, all right. Most of these parks already have chargers. Funny enough, because for uh, RVs, yeah, but that's like. They all have two forties, so I mean, you're never gonna find a gas station in the forest, but you probably find more outlets in a forest than you will in uh, gas t- tanks. I mean, if we ever get to to like you know a hundred percent solar panel efficiency or something magical like that, then I mean, you can then EVs become the the the, the, the real better car because you'll just anywhere where the, where the sun is, you'll be able to drive. But uh, that's still a ways away. But that was just I had to rant about all these marketing materials. It's just you can't you can't tell me you you drove that in the middle of nowhere, bro. You can't do that. <laughs> so, road trips possible. Pretty doable. Not even really impossible. Kind of fun. It adds a little bit. You have to you have to add another variable into your planning. I, I, could be a pro or a con. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many people would see that as a pro. Oh boy, another thing to plan for. I mean, if you're the type that really likes uh, Excel spreadsheets and that type of stuff, then go off. Well, you know, sometimes people have a hard time finding things to do on a road trip, and now you're forced, so they're forced into to a like... stopping spot. Yeah. Well, I gotta stop in this town. I guess I have to find something to do here. I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to play it like that, that's that's certainly a, a wild card. Is that me pushing it a little? <laughs> uh, you know what? No, no. I mean, sometimes when people have too much choice, it's hard. It's it's harder than when they're like, all right, you got to do something here. Then they're like, okay, yeah. I will look here and I'm not overwhelmed with too much choice. So, uh, Oh, that's actually the intention behind a lot of these chargers. A lot of chargers that are being placed on, on restaurants and businesses are because – the, the the restaurants saying hey if i put a charger here people are basically forced to eat at my restaurant right so it's the idea behind it so so when's your next road trip i don't know 